Welcome to Tales from the CSAT Floor bonus episode. In our ninth episode for the fifth season, I'll be chatting with Ron Fox the third. Ron is an ex-CSAPer from the FY21 cohort and now is an enterprise account manager covering AT&T managed services. We'll be talking about his journey into CSAP, how politics informed his sales career, why he is the CSAP whisperer, and the value of finding a mentor for work and life. Enjoy! Ron, let's bust right into it. We start off every episode the same way, Ron, and I start off with a quote, and it goes something like this. There are no strangers here, only friends you haven't met yet, and it's by William Butler Yeats. So, Ron, I like this quote because I use it as a mantra to myself when meeting new people. You know, in sales, we constantly have to be viewing our prospects as not just a means to an end, but a friendship so that we can act as a trusted advisor. And, you know, when networking in Cisco, I kept telling myself yes to meeting people, but also that I'll see these people as friends in the future. So that kind of like lays the story us about how we met. So, Ron, that quote, what does it mean to you? Does it resonate? And I can repeat it if you need. No, I mean, that, that quote definitely resonates with me. My first internship here, Morgan Bonden, he actually told me, you should make sure that you're actually getting to know the people you work with. And there's a reason why you call them friends and family, because you spend just as many hours at work with your coworkers as you do when you clock out and you go home and you get about six hours at home, maybe max with your family between dinner, homework, you know, watching TV, catching up on stuff. When you compare the amount of hours you spent with your family and the 40 hours you spent with your coworkers, they pretty much break even. So why not make your coworkers your friends and family and enjoy showing up to work every day? Yeah, man. No, I couldn't agree more. And Cisco does this. We have a really good culture around work, but also with friendships. Pretty much everyone I work with is they won't say it, but they're my friends. So, Ron, where does this podcast find you? The podcast is finding me and what's the temperature today? 93 degrees, Dallas, Texas. So, it is a very hot Friday here in Dallas today. Hey, man, I can't, definitely can relate to that. Tampa, we got an 81 degree. Humidity is about 100%. So, Ron, the people want to know, can you tell us about yourself? First of all, thanks for asking and thanks for having me on the podcast, Nick. To give you a little bit about myself and for the people listening, I'm Ron Fox. I am from Siler City, North Carolina. Love my home state of North Carolina. It's really what pushed me to go to school for politics. So I went to Morehouse College in Atlanta, Georgia, where I studied political science. And outside of that, my hobbies are, you know, I build playlists every quarter. I am an avid movie watcher of indie and thriller movies. I would say the past two years I've gotten into personal health and, you know, lifting weights and benching. So that's something I never thought I would be doing at 25. But hey, you know, life comes at you fast. And when your metabolism wears off, you realize you got to do something about it. So, Dude, Oh, man, I love that, Ron. But so this is it, Tales from the CSAP Floor podcast. So it's predicated on your journey through CSAP and Cisco. So let's bust right into it. How'd you find your way into CSAP and what did that journey look like for you? Yeah, I found my way into CSAP actually through our early in career pipeline programs, right? So I began my Cisco journey at the end of my freshman year of college through our, what used to be known as our early university internship, now known as the global sales internship. 
and I pretty much returned every summer. I stayed on part-time during the academic school year, supporting different functions like sales and strategy, sales planning, building sales plays, the whole nine yards of really being able to look at what CSAP was in 2017 in 2018, and 2019, and knowing that 2020 was going to be my year to be a CSAPper. Obviously, we didn't know COVID was going to hit, but that's how I found my way into CSAP. It was a little bit of a journey, right? Like I said, I started my freshman year. Most internships are not hiring freshmen, or at least they weren't in 2017. So I had applied to 40 internships. The intention wasn't to end up in sales. The intention was, hey, I want to work in legal for a tech company and I need to do something to get me a stepping stone and ended up falling in love with the experience and I'm still here. Yeah, man, absolutely. So, Rod, I want to double click on something. You mentioned that you went to Morehouse and you studied political science and you said that you want to get into legal, but give us a little more context of what what drove you into sales and how did you find your way into the position you are today. Yeah, for sure. So in high school, again, I'm from a very small town. There's not much to do. And when you have someone like me who was student body president, was in all these clubs, I did sports announcing for all of our athletics, which pretty much meant I knew all my friends, all their siblings, their parents, their aunts, their uncles, and their grandparents. Therefore, I needed to find something to, you know, get out there, which is why I got involved with clubs like FBLA, Future Business Leaders of America, or even DECA. I, I provide that for context of I had some inkling towards enjoying working with tons of people, fighting for people, getting people out of detention, creating after school programs, and even just representing other students in my clubs across the state. And from there, right, I just had an inkling that I was applying for schools. And I was like, I want to be part of the vision that changes the world. I want to be the guy who can change the tone of making people feel like they're seen and heard. So I said, forget it. I'm not going to school for history. I'm not going to school for business. I'm going to go to school for political science. And I'm going to be this politician one day. And so went to school for political science, really because all my history teachers told me, don't go to school for history. Do something to make a paycheck. I went to school and quickly realized that I was not cut out for big government. I also was not cut out for not making money until I was 30. So plan B was legal department for a tech company. Right now, everybody's talking about tech and how you should get into tech. So really, you know, to answer your question, right, I got a really unique perspective being able to intern with Cisco all the way through undergrad and see the business side of the world and what corporate America looks like and how technology is fueling, you know, our day to day. But at the same time, my day to day life was sitting in my political science classes and researching people and why they behave the way they do. And how do we go out and we build up a cause for people and get people to understand that if you want something bad enough, you go out and fight for it and how you fight for it. So being able to bring both of those perspectives into Cisco and Cisco embrace that perspective and ask for how do you incorporate that into service provider. So it, it allowed me to provide a really unique perspective as an intern 
to really figure out where did I want my footing to be here at Cisco. And for me, it was easy to chase that ambition, knowing that I was able to keep my political science background through that whole experience and even now post-grad. Yeah, what's interesting about your background, Rod, is that you don't have the, the quote-unquote traditional path, right? Usually people study some sort of technical requirement, computer science, engineering, or business. They do finance, business administration. I, I think this is just a, a kudos to you and an attaboy saying that you got into one of the best companies on earth. But just by being you and having your internal mission and guidance being predicated on helping people. And that's the true nature of sales. And that's what we do on a day-to-day basis for our customers. No, for sure. And, and I mean, the last thing I'll say, right, is that I tell people all the time, Cisco can teach you to tech, right? I, I remember going into my interview and telling them, you know, I want to be very frank and very honest with you guys. I don't come from the B school. I don't come from the school of engineering. I'm not a technical person. But I think it's a testament to Cisco that, you know, we look for the value in the people and what impact they're going to have on the company, and what message the company is going to spread in the world before just saying, hey, you were either this major in undergrad, you're either a fit or you're not. Yeah, no, I, I think, and you're right on the money there. I think Cisco does a very fantastic job of looking people holistically instead of looking at them like, do they check these boxes? And and that's what the CSAT program, you know, come in with a good attitude and a, and a work ethic and be nice and we'll teach you what a switch is and you'll be all right. Ron, so right now you're in a role with AT&T. We'll get, we'll get towards that in a little bit, but you're in a successful field account manager with, with one of the youngest people in the AT&T account, by the way. I just want to call that out. But everyone has a failure at some point, right? Can you talk about a time in your career journey where you fell short and didn't achieve your goals or didn't achieve a certain milestone? And how did you pick yourself up to overcome that setback? I think all successes are just an end result of finding a solution to a failure, right? So I say with all my success, there was some type of failure that made the light bulb turn on and say, oh, this is the correct way to do it. And then it ended up being successful instead of a failure. And my my first real failure, I'll say, was by setting strict goals for myself. And, you know, I look back on it and it's one of those things of I was setting goals, not even knowing that I had to do the homework to become just a full time employee that wasn't an intern. So the, the learning lesson ultimately that came from that of what Morgan told me is and I try to tell this to anybody who's a candidate, an intern, a sapper even early in career who has finished CSAP, I, you know, I share this with my peers. Now, roll with the punches, right? I stopped calling things failures and just started calling them learning experiences because as long as you look at everything you're doing as being some piece of the formula to success, right? Everything you're going to do high or low is going to be a success. It's just a matter of how big of a success you're considering it in my books. Yeah, no, absolutely. So it's just good, good nuggets there. Iterate, prototype your career and just keep on swinging. You'll, you'll probably get there at the next time. Well, Ron, so you mentioned Morgan, right? So Morgan, if you're listening again, thank you so much for giving us the Ron we have today. But Ron, how important is mentorship in your career? And why would you say mentorship is baked into CSEP and Cisco as a whole? Yeah, I, I mean, here's the thing. Mentorship is a lot, can apply to a lot more than just work. 
saying that mentorship can align to a lot more than just work, but just life mentorship and how this is going to impact your day-to-day inside and outside of the role that you're supporting aligns very much with where we stand as a company now of your personal life has everything to do with your work life. And mentorship can be a huge, I mean, that has been huge for me of learning why a credit score is important, right? How do I buy my first car? Why do I even care about investing into my 401k and my ESPP, right? I didn't care about that stuff. I was like, oh, wow, I'm making money. This is what a full-time job looks like. But my mentors being able to say, hey, Ron, these are the things that are going to impact your personal life if you get them right now right? They didn't have to care about that. That has nothing to do with Ron's work performance, but because they cared about Ron as a person, not just Ron the CSAP or Ron the account manager, Ron the VSAM, right? The mentorship went a lot further and it goes a lot deeper when you can find mentorship that aligns to that. Yeah, Ron, I think it goes into one of those, one of those things I tell myself and I tell people in our position, it's hard to read the label from inside the bottle. Like you're so consumed with your own life that you're kind of just going on autopilot, which is good because automating stuff is like really powerful, but it also can lead you down a path of just not checking in sometimes. And I think one of my biggest value propositions, like you're not only getting technical training and sales training, you're getting a cabinet of mentors that can help you and with any aspect of life. And that, that leads us into our next question. I think it's fair to say that you're the CSAP whisperer. Your name is synonymous with being helpful, being a quality resource and being like, the go-to guy for anything CSAP and career-related and transitioning. So this is a collective question from my whole cohort. Where does this love come from and the passion? How do you, how do, where does this come from? Is there like a reservoir somewhere? I'm just curious to see. What, what's with CSAP? What's in the water? No, I, I, I mean, it's two things, right? The first part, I think it just goes back to my upbringing. I've always known that wherever I ended up, I can show up and bring all of Ron when I'm in a place that I feel supported in and where I can provide support, right? That's what I grew up with. That's what gave me the confidence to push myself to say, hey, I wanna go to an HBCU. Hey, I wanna go to an HBCU out of state. Hey, I'm gonna figure it out. Hey, I think I do have the confidence to get an internship as a freshman. Why not? I've seen some of my other friends do it, right? And to constantly be surrounded by that support I mean it when I say our programs saved my life, right? I've been on my own since I was 18. I had to figure out how was I going to get a car to go back and forth from North Carolina to Atlanta. I had to figure out how was I going to pay my own bills in my own apartment. And if it wasn't for the advisement and the support of my Cisco family, I I wouldn't be where I am right now and chased half of the opportunities that I ended up chasing. So Giving back to you guys is my way of saying that one of you guys could be in this position that I was in of not wanting to tell people how much I was struggling in my personal life. And if I can be that one person in your corner who can just be someone who gets it right, I may not relate to it, but I'm a set of ears who's willing to listen and talk through potential ways you can solve that and get a solution right. I want to be that person. Because I know where I would be if I didn't have those people in my corner. So that, that's really all it is, right? It, it, it's paying it forward and it's doing what I saw people do for me 
and not wanting to be selfish and just not pay it forward. Yeah, Ron, I think with sales in particular, and sorry to bring it back to our, our positions and today, but you know, it's a, it's individual contributor. So by virtue of being our role, we're kind of by ourselves. We're on an island, and it gets very lonely very quickly, especially if you're not doing well. Same same with CSAT. I'll, a lot of people in CSAT that get in, they're pretty high achieving. Like they, they're, they're kind of crushing it all the way up until that point. And you're in the room with people who've crushed it their whole life. So you feel there's a sort of defensiveness around it. And having people like you and people in the, in the previous classes come in and be like, hey, you guys are a team. Rely on each other. Ask questions. Be open and be courageous about your experience because it's going to help people open up. And that's one of the things that you told us first when we came in, it's like, yeah, you're here to get a job. It is competitive, but at the same time, still look around and see who you can help. And that's one of the guiding philosophies our class definitely took on. We draped it over ourselves, but it's one of those things that we carry on even into our professional life today. Yeah, no, for sure. And and I mean, even the last thing I'll say on that note, right, is I think one of the thing, I think one of the mistakes a lot of us make in early in career is we focus so much on networking vertically that we forget to network horizontally in a time that we're building the foundational blocks of who we are, right? And I always say that as I grow my career, I want to know I'm growing my career with people, right? Of course, it's super important to network with your seniors and the folks ahead of you, right? There's a ton to learn from them to help you while the cement is drying, but those are the connections that I think go a lot further and that are going to be a lot long, be around a lot longer compared to some of the vertical networking of these guys are moving up through the ranks. They're moving through companies, right? Not to say that we don't matter, but it's a lot harder to get ingrained into those folks' foundational blocks compared to the folks who are beside us every single day who we can become foundational blocks from each other simply by spending two months together in CSAP. That's where it really comes from. Yeah, Ron, that's a really, that's a really cogent point. I, I think we overestimate the people ahead of us and underestimate the people around us. So let's switch gears, Ron. So you're in role today. I don't want to spoil it. You're one of the first people out of your class to get a role. You mentioned previously that AT&T you worked with in the past. So what is it you do today? Describe your role for the viewers, right, or the listeners, and how does it fit in the greater Cisco mission? Right now, I'm the account manager over our managed services and service creation under Doug Robichaud, who is my client exec. I credit him to being the Batman. I am the Robin to his Batman, right, as I did my VSAM year. He was the account manager over this role. And as time progressed, I became account manager, became his peer. He then got promoted to becoming my client executive. But I, I mean, it's awesome, right? It's, it's amazing being part of a technology or, or a part of the sales process that not everyone really focused on, right? When I came through CSAP, we didn't really talk about managed services, but it's a phenomenal business. And the easiest way to describe it is we are the business that does sell with and sell through, right? We are the business that helps AT&T strengthen what they are known for doing. But to, to just wrap up your question of what do I do, it can be extremely complicated. And the best way I explain it to folks is, you know, when you think of Santa, right? And you know this, Nick, but I'm an analogy seller, right? I break things down to where we can all get it. If you think about Santa, AT&T is Santa Claus. 
AT&T has a global presence. Everyone expects that when they move into an apartment, a home or whatever, and that, well, I gotta get internet. But what you have to ask yourself is that, okay, Santa has all these houses to hit. Santa has to get across the whole globe in a whole day, right? Does Santa have time to build every single toy he's about to deliver? Does Santa have time to review every single name on the naughty and nice list, right? Does Santa have time to polish off the sled and make sure the reindeers are fed and making sure that Santa's going to be able to hit the globe in, you know, this limited time, right? No. Who does that? Santa's workshop, i.e. managed services, right? We provide the plug and play and the deliverable solution so that Santa can drop them off under the tree and customers still get that same expectation of, I can open up this present and, you know, it may be a bike and hit the road five minutes after doing that and start learning how to ride a bike, right? And even though the credit is going to thank Santa, Everyone knows that Santa has a whole team behind him, and that is Santa's workshop. That's the elves. That's the reindeers. That's all the pieces that go into making sure Santa can do his job of delivery, and that's what we do here at Managed Services, supporting AT&T, right, as a partner as well as AT&T being our customer. Yeah, I know, Ron. I, I love that analogy, too, with the production set. It really clears out the picture of what managed services and that sell with and sell through function is. But we're close to wrapping up. But let's go into you know Cisco and your career. So where do you see yourself going within Cisco? It seems from our conversation and just outside conversations we had, you have a really good understanding of the business, where it's moving. And what does Ron want to be remembered for within Cisco? Yeah, no, for sure. I, I mean, not just at Cisco, but, you know, I've always said I just want to be known as someone who just follows my passions and my passions is doing what's right. Right. And right now I'm in a career and I'm in a place that I feel like is right for me to do the thing that's right. Being in a career that speaks to others and allows others to see themselves. But more importantly, right, the last thing I'll say is my very last internship, and this is another thing that, you know, really was a moment of mind shift for me. I was in San Jose. I was doing the global sales internship. And then the summer, Chuck hosts an event called Intern Live. I think that's what he was calling it. All interns from all of the programs out in San Jose, no managers. Someone had gotten up and they had asked Chuck, when did you know you wanted to be CEO? And I thought his response was phenomenal because his response was, I didn't. Chuck had said, my goal going through my careers was to always give the current role that I'm in 100%. And Chuck said that his goal was always to do his job so phenomenally well that everyone else around him and the leadership above him would come to him and say, I think you're qualified for this promotion. Hey, I, you were the person that came to mind when we thought of this leadership role. And for me, in that moment, something clicked. You know, that's how I want to continue pushing through the rest of my career here at Cisco. Yeah, man, I, I don't know. We Young people, they have these weird, grandiose plans and they never, they always forget that there's work to do now. And Andrew Sage, he's a worldwide VP for channels here at Cisco and SMB. And he said something that was really insightful. He says, bloom where you're planted, right? So bloom where you're planted. Do, do the job now and then by virtue of doing that job, the accoutrements of being good at that are going to lead you 
to a better or to a path that you you never see yourself going. So it goes back to what we spoke about in the beginning: iterate, prototype your job or your career, and it's probably going to work out. But Ron, this looks like a good place to stop. So last question: What advice do you have for people who are just starting out and want to progress in their own careers, and how can they best position themselves for growth and advancement within their professional career? Perspective. If you're trying to put yourself in a place that you think you want to be in or you want to go, for me personally, it's always been perspective. What do you mean, Ron? It means that you don't have to take everybody's advice, right? Everybody is full of opinions. But when you ask folks for their perspective on technologies, on business cases, on the world, on decisions that you are thinking of going down, right? It it gives you a lot to consider to come to a final conclusion. So number one is perspective. Look for mentors who sort of have that same mindset of want to invest in folks. But more importantly, lastly, roll with the punches, right? Six years from now, you may end up in a place of, you know, looking at a photo of you presenting to a room of 200 people. And you're like, hey, 2017 year old me would have never thought that in 2023 that Cisco and AT&T would hand me a role to be doing that. But again, that's the company's also testament of how much they've invested in Ron to be able to say, we trust him to be ready to do this in six years. So investment, 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 perspective, 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 as well as rolling with the punches, right? Don't say no to anything until you've actually done it. Then have an educated view on why you're saying no. Ron. Love it, my man. I appreciate you so much. I'll give you the final word. Anything else you'd like to add? I love Cisco. I love CSAP. I love our early and career programs. And I am so glad to be on the AT&T account. Shout out to Doug, Tim, and Tyler. Those are my dogs. (laughs) JD and Morgan, too. Loves SP. (laughs) Let's go Telcos for FY23. Thank you so much for doing this, my brother. For everyone out there, Ron is one of the first people I talked to in Cisco and CSAP. He's helped me so much. We can, that's another talk show. But hey, man, congratulations on all your success. I'll talk to you soon. All righty, sir. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Nick.